Hello friends and welcome to Monday Show 19. I am your host Wes. With me as always, my good friend Roots. Roots, a normal work week or uh, an abbreviated holiday week? Uh, that's a good uh, abbreviation. Uh, I don't have to work as much, but uh, still got to work, so that's a little bit sad. But a lot more time for VR, which is good uh, with all the VR gaming I need to get into this week. So, uh, uh, just, uh, Christmas Eve off Christmas day, New Year's Eve, New Year's day. Yeah. Pretty, uh, what's it looking like? Pretty for much. You? I know we slow down a little bit more this time of year. So, uh, definitely get off early Christmas Eve, uh, Christmas day, uh, New Year's Eve and New Year. I'll get off early as well. And then New Year's day. It's kind of weird. Cause, um, people don't, uh, typically want me spraying poison near them, um, or their food on uh, holidays. So. It's a little bit. What? Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with those people? Yeah. You know, I, I believe a, a good little bit of a poison builds your um, immunity. So come yeah, on over to my house. What, I'll, I'll spray you with some poison. That's what makes us strong. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, that's how we're going to make America great again. We're going to just take little small <laughs> doses of poison until uh, we have uh, iron fortitude. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, the, uh, the time off from work couldn't be more timely, right? We, we've, uh, we've got this 2019 show coming up next week, which by the way, guys, the only show we're going to do next week is the 2019 show. It's going to fall on Wednesday, yeah. right Roots? Yeah. On New Year's uh, Day. Yep. New Year's Day early in the afternoon. So don't get too hammered. So hammered that you're out of commission the whole next day. Because that's when we're going to do our party in the daylight hours. What, what? Uh, uh, anyway, um, timely vacation from work because we've got uh, all of these games that we have to review. Uh, hundreds of hours of gameplay that were laid on us by the top game makers in the world this past year. And... Uh, it's a mess. It's a mess to sort out, isn't it? Uh, thank God for our community coming in, voting in, on the Discord, which, by the way, invite in the description if you want to give uh, your two cents. Thank God we have our community to help us figure out these categories because, I what, there's like 32 of them? There's no way we'd be able to uh do this whole thing by ourselves right yeah and i need to get back in that's one of the reasons why i went into autica tonight and uh gave it like four or five um songs and uh i'm going to systematically go through i'm going to start with all the uh the game of the years and i'm going to go down each list and over the next uh i guess close to two weeks uh probably 12 days or whatever i'll be formulating my opinion and then we'll bring it all together with what everybody's saying in the discord as well right so uh I guess the timeline for this thing is we're going to let you guys uh, give your opinion all this week up through probably Sunday or so. And then uh, we'll take the early part of next week, Roots and I will, to put the uh, the episode together. Early New Year's Day, we'll do a live premiere. We'll be giving away games in the live chat. And uh, there will also be codes hidden throughout the video for those of you with Eagle Eyes. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a blast. Uh, and if you're curious, 
and you haven't seen our categories yet, obviously we're doing this the way we do everything, just a little bit differently. Uh, if you're not familiar with what our categories are, we're going to be uh, discussing that here in just a few minutes, so stick around. But first, before we do the 2019 show roots, uh, we got one more Monday show to do, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so as we always do, we're going to start off by talking about what we've been playing. And this first one, this first one really surprised me, Roots. The Under Presents uh, was a, a, would you even call it a game? I guess it is a game, right? Yeah, it's a game. It's an experience. It's uh, everything. It's bizarre. It's weird. Um, I like I never ran into this cat. Uh, apparently the cat is a, a actor because um, I've never seen the cat anywhere in my three hours so far. And uh, yeah, I did see the cat. I saw the cat today. Did you? But it wasn't an actor. It was like an NPC. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I've ran into a couple of uh, actors and, and man, this thing is just cool. And I it's very confusing because we were just talking about this before we started. Um, a lot of it is just not explained. They they You kind of get in there and, and you just kind of explore and and look all around so it's one of those games where there's certain people that they want a linear game they want to go from point a to point b they want to go as quickly as possible and i don't know if that's possible in this is what do you think uh, i mean you could play it like that there there is a um there is a, a specific uh it's hard to explain there there's an experience within an experience here and that inside inner experience i guess you could call it a game uh kind of like the invisible hours because it is, it is kind of puzzly it's hard to explain this is one of the most unique things i've ever taken part in i absolutely love it because it's so crazy um basically the under is this uh nightclub and there's all kinds of variety acts coming on actors musicians uh when live actors are available or live artists will say they will mingle with you in the audience uh but when there's not it kind of goes into an autopilot recorded uh performance and that's what i saw with the cat there they did a, a musical number called moist food <laughs> or something like that uh it's hilarious yeah. but um anyway what I really love about this thing is it's like you're in the fifth dimension. You're kind of uh, outside normal time and space, but uh, you have the ability to manipulate both. You can move uh, you can move time forward and backward, and you can actually pull the space-time continuum around you uh, to, and use that as a way to move faster through space. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. I've never, uh, I, I'm, it's hard to say never. I've seen some unique stuff, but I've never seen anything quite like this. Um, at least to me, it seems like they've set this nightclub up to be something that is persistent, something that stays. And the story that has come out with this episode feels like it's just the first part of something that's going to be ongoing right yeah and it's like has something to do with a it was it called time boat or something and uh you know it's kind of a cool story in that as well and uh i don't know man i i i just thought this thing was so unique 
um, when I got the NPC, or I guess I keep saying NPC, but it's an actual actor. Um, he had a an accent, and uh, he just started talking to a bunch of us, and um, and he was like trying to lead us to this crab hole, and uh, he asked if one of us knew where it was, and the person got all excited and pointed, and and he led us over there, and he was trying to help us with the puzzle, and uh, and it was really cool. It was it was just different. I the one thing that I do wish that I could do is actually talk to other players. Everything's you know, there's as far as I can see, there's no communication uh, outside of you know doing stuff to people. Like <laughs> I was telling you, I um, I kind of felt like I I could get in trouble because I noticed to, yesterday there was a, a button on there that you could report people, and uh, and so I was like just taking stuff from people, messing with them. I'd grab their stuff, they'd ha grab something, and I'd take it away from them and throw it, and then they would grab something else, and I'd grab it again and throw it, and then. One guy was like, like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. Um, just messing with people a little bit, not too much. But uh, uh, I think I'm going to be a little bit more cautious now because uh, um, at first I didn't even know they were real people. Like the beginning has some kind of a thing where you're seeing versions of yourself. And so it set me up to think that those were me. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me when I was doing that uh, actor thing. Oh, my God, these are real people. And it was pretty cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool because, you know, you've got the, the mission, the time boat thing, which you talked about, uh, which they kind of keep in a room and they introduce it as an attraction in this, uh, this nightclub, but the, the nightclub itself has its own puzzles to it. And even to get into the, uh, the main nightclub, you, I don't want to give it away, but there's a really clever puzzle right off the bat. As soon as you start, um, uh, it takes you a minute to kind of understand what's happening, but uh, it's all about the manipulation of time and space, and it's it's just so clever. Uh, I was absolutely blown away by it. I I, I expected to like it. Uh, I didn't expect it to be as original as it is. It's it's absolutely one of a kind. Uh, if you like that sort of thing, if you're just in, if you like to take in. Uh, unique art uh you're really going to dig this if you like time puzzles uh you're going to dig this um I, i'm trying not to ramble on about it it's kind of hard to gather coherent thoughts around such an incoherent game you know what i mean because yeah. this game's just everywhere right yeah well let me ask you a question then i'll you know i'll did you find yourself because you said you watched the the wet food um and what a number man that you know you got the two cats on the side and they're doing their little dance did you find yourself dancing a little bit along with them because it was the most bizarre shit I've, i'm like what is this like it was so weird and so cool and so different uh um the acts themselves were bizarre you the ventriloquist was a very bizarre act to watch as well <laughs> Um, so I think it's just for, if you want to experience anything that's just weird and quirky and, and, uh, cool, you know, it's only 20 bucks and, uh, it is crossplay. I, I believe correct. Or am I wrong on that? Uh, I'm not sure. Actually, I have no idea if it's crossplay. Okay. I thought it was, but, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Probably is probably is, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. The ventriloquist cracked me up because he just gargles the whole <laughs> time <laughs> it's it's funny yeah um but yeah no it's uh 
it's interesting. The club itself, uh, you can spend a lot of time in, but the, uh, the, the actual attractions, which there is just the time boat right now, but like I said, if people, uh, if people buy into this game and spend time in it, I could definitely see more, uh, story attractions being added in beyond just the time boat. Um, but the time boat, you know, I spent most of my time in the time boat and I feel like I'm barely getting started with it because there's like, what, 12 people or so on it, 12 different points of view. It's kind of like invisible hours where you control the time. You can rewind it, see what this person's doing, rewind it, see what that person's doing. And I feel like, uh, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to need to manipulate things in such a way to help these people avoid the uh, disaster, but I'm not quite sure how to do it yet. And uh, th I'll leave it at that. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much about it. And uh, please, if you've gone further in this thing, don't spoil it for me. Let me figure this one out on my own. I'm definitely going back into this. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. It's one of those games that we were saying we might, put 10 or 12 hours in this before we figure out everything that's going on. And there's actually other stuff going on out there. You roam around for a while. I've, like I said, there's that crab pit. Um, I've found like debris and stuff that, uh, you know, you can manipulate and you'll find out how, when you get in. But, uh, um, I think, um, cause there was like a Stonehenge thing and I think I was supposed to, there was a puzzle out there, but I, I couldn't finish it. So a lot of these things, it's like I'm I'm figuring out. I'm trying to figure it out, but like I never saw this. What the hell is this thing? This is exactly you know. Um, there's just so much to this game, and uh, and like you were saying, we both believe if it does well, um, they'll keep the uh, actors going on, and there looks like they're going to be adding stuff to it. But uh, um, I don't know. So far, it's it's cool. Yeah, really cool. And I didn't even mind the the art is so stylized. You know, I don't think it probably looks very different than it looked in the quest, but it doesn't matter. It works, right? It works really well. Yeah, works really well. Um, look at that cat, man. He's just chilling, just walking around. <laughs> Trying to get some wet food. Yeah, wet food, man. That dance, dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway, yeah, definitely weird, unique, uh, thought-provoking, honestly, uh, in more ways than one. Uh I'm blown away. I'm blown away by this. Uh, absolutely spectacular so far. But that said, I've only put hour, hour and a half into it thus far. Uh, definitely look forward to getting back into it. But uh, first impressions couldn't be better. Yeah, when you left, one last thing. Did you find yourself outside of VR snapping? Because, man, that's you snap <laughs> a lot in that game. And, like, even if you're applauding, you're, you know, that's all you can do is snap. So yeah yeah which i did uh i raised the roof a little bit too did you oh yeah <laughs> hell yeah man all right um so that's not all we got to uh to play today we also went into another one that's been getting pretty high marks from uh those of uh our community that have played it the few of them uh and i'm talking of course about boiling steel uh this one has always been on the radar, but kind of off in the background uh, because it came at a time where there was a lot of AAA stuff coming out, big titles, 
Uh, so we didn't get. Uh, did you notice that the uh, the chick getting down over mm-hmm. there, the hologram chick? Yeah. What was that all about? I don't know. Man? Yeah, because I didn't see it in the game, but that was pretty cool. Yeah, I did see it in the game. Did I was you? Like, what the hell? That was just the menu screen, like just the like chick hologram over there, just getting down, shaking that thing. Uh, anyway, um, this one kind of fell to the wayside uh, because. Uh, it picked a weird time to come out, you know, a lot of big titles coming out, but, uh, again, people said it was good. So roots and I went in and decided to give it a look, uh, not bad, right? Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. It was a little weird at first. Um, you know, I wasn't exactly sure what to expect, but, uh, you know, I went into it, um, a little bit, uh, anticipating, uh, you know, I was talking or main fan was mentioning in discord that, uh, after Stormland, this game was a little bit of a disappointment. And so I, my mind was thinking that. <laughs> Thanks, man, fan. Um, so I was already thinking, you know, eh, you know. So I, I'm, com- it's hard when you compare it to something. But, um, you know, so the first part of it was a little slow. And uh, um, I, I was feeling like I wasn't really getting into it. But uh, the more time I got into it, it actually started to open up. And it did feel... Um, it was a lot, a lot more fun. So. Yeah, I had the same thing, and and it wasn't that uh, that I had any kind of preconceived notion with it. Uh, I thought it would be okay. To be honest, I was a little underwhelmed with it at first. Like you said, it's a bit of a slow burn at first. Uh, the tutorial's kind of weird because you get into it and there's this combat tutorial, and then you you think that you're done with the tutorial you do kind of a little mission and then the plot there's a plot twist and then you do another tutorial which is kind of a a ui tutorial to teach you how to use the interface and then you get into actual missions and what this game is about uh and uh it takes a while to get there it takes some time to to learn all the stuff but after you get through it all and you, you know how to fight. You have some weapons. Uh, the weapons uh, level up pretty easily at first. And then um, you learn how to use your, your data pad user interface to manipulate uh, computers and things in these uh, bases. It, it gets to be pretty fun after a while, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and actually this beginning part looked really cool. I was really intrigued about all these portals, and it looked like each one was linked to one specific portal and you have stuff going back and forth and up and down. And um, so I did visually, I thought this thing was really stunning as far as like in the beginning, it just, uh, the guns felt weird. And, and like you said, the tutorial, it just, it was bizarre. But once I got to the actual weapons and the tools and those robots that attack you, man, like they swarm you. And at some points, just even the beginning, I felt a little overwhelmed. It's like, oh my God, these things are everywhere I'm turning. I'm seeing a laser and so, I'm having to move. Something's attacking me. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Really, my only complaint comes from uh, the combat. Um, I don't feel like you can move around quite like you should be able to move around. Your feet are firmly planted on the ground at all times in this game. There is no jumping. There is no teleport. It's all smooth locomotion. Uh, You can't jump at all. You know, there's no way to do it. And um, 
you know, sometimes that isn't an issue. Like I don't like if I'm playing Farpoint, I never even think about whether or not I can jump. It's just whatever. But in this, there seems to be things that you want to jump over and you can't. And it kind of feels weird. Uh, what bothers me even more than that, though, is um, even if you turn like the, the smooth turn all the way up, it's still kind of slow. And uh, uh, the, the walking is an okay pace. But as soon as you draw a weapon, like your character starts walking slower. You'd want your character to get faster if you're in combat, but instead it does the opposite. It gets slower, and there's no 180 turn. So if an uh, enemy is pursuing you, uh, you just kind of have to guess where they're at and hope by the time you turn around that you've got enough space in between them. Uh, I, felt, I, I felt like that was a little bit uncomfortable, but besides that, I agree wholeheartedly with what you said. Uh, it's fun, especially when these different enemy types start swarming you and you'll get two three four different enemy types early on in the game swarming you and um visually it looked really good it reminded me of uh gunheart the the level of uh graphics and sound in it didn't did you draw that comparison as well no, i didn't not as far i mean it did graphically it looked really good but uh you know gunheart um i guess it done now that you're saying that it does kind of look like that but one of the things about the weapons that i thought was um was different is there's no reload uh you just use the weapon till it's used <laughs> up throw it away and they explain it they you you're spawning these things um and i don't know if you can change the weapons if, from what i saw it was always two choices and you could choose you know like there's a tool that you know helped you weld through stuff in the beginning um but one of them is like shocking stuff and so you're like a short range shocking them and then the other was like a at one point was shooting grenade things at them and uh, so it was changing to different stuff, but uh, it was definitely uh, different. Yeah, I think what's going to happen as we go on in this game, uh, before you select each mission, uh, you get to choose a, a shell or a different robot to put your consciousness in, and it'll have different uh, mm. variations of the weapons with different abilities, and you kind of customize all that stuff before you get into the mission. and. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was cool. It was. It turned out to be a lot more detailed than I thought it was going to be when it comes to all that stuff. Uh, really good job, you know. Uh, uh, I'm surprised. You know, when I first heard about this game months ago, I wasn't expecting much from it. And even after hearing people say it was good, I still really wasn't expecting much from it. And uh, pleasantly surprised here. Uh, a, a solid indie title. Yeah, like you, I wish they could move a little bit faster. Um, you can dash though. Uh, it does have a dash uh, thing, and you you'll dash forward or backward uh, depending on uh, and it like has a meter uses your ener energy. So that was kind of cool as well. Yeah, I like the dash. I didn't like how um, the cooldown period in between. Like you, if you're sitting, you're clicking the button like this. I counted like it would dash. And then I could push the button six times in between the next dash. Mm. Uh, but with that said, it's another one of those earned abilities that uh, you're going to get different robots. And uh, as you uh, use them and level them up, that cooldown time in between dashes is going to de decrease. So it's just where we're new at it. I think as we, uh, as we put more time into the game, 
the weapons are going to get better the abilities are going to get better and uh i imagine that the maps and the missions are going to get more difficult as well yeah yeah it looks pretty like it it looks like something i'd like to go back into and try so it looks like something that um me a year ago would have loved right yeah that's right yeah definitely a victim of the asgard's effect right yeah what's this one going for 20 bucks i think right uh 20 bucks i'm pretty sure but it is a uh a viveport infinity titled as well so if you've got viveport you can play it as a part of that yeah yeah so it is kind of cool I, I do like the way that you um spawn your weapons and and just kind of throw them away you just literally grab it and pull it and it all of a sudden is there that was it's kind of unique in that respect so yeah i like that flare gun like um you could uh you shoot them with the flare gun and it doesn't do a lot of damage at first but it sticks to them and it just constantly ticks away at their uh energy bar until they die or if you like just shot them straight up with it two or three times it would kill most of the lower level enemies now those big guys i mean those those big guys are pretty tough the ones that have the uh the spread weapon that they're shooting you with yeah and it makes you wonder because that's like literally five minutes in of the what the enemies so i mean what are we going to see after an hour or, you know i guarantee the way that these weapons or these enemies are ramping up already um it's probably going to be pretty crazy stuff going on um there was a lot of doors that was telling me it was mocking me saying i couldn't go in there there's no energy um so i'm thinking at some point because you go to different spots and you have a tool that allows you to um to charge things up so you'll probably get to open up different areas and stuff right oh. yeah i got that feeling as well you know because uh it seemed to me you know the beginning part of the game and then like the second part after the plot twist it seemed like that they were pretty far apart in time and uh there was some time in between but it, it seemed like i was retreading some of the ground that i was in before only at a, a later point in time so i think that we may actually get to come back to some of these places with the uh the new data thing and uh, actually get in some of those doors that were closed oh yeah that's true you got those uh the the ipad thing that lets you open up different doors and it's kind of cool so yeah let you hack laptops and just all kinds of different stuff you can do with it uh, I, I really liked the game after after you got that thing because the the game not only did the levels start to take off but the uh your abilities you finally uh, you know you're they keep you on a pretty short lease through the tutorial but right there at the very end of my playstation i felt like i was okay now i'm playing a game you know yeah yeah absolutely anyway yeah uh two good titles this week uh not always the case but uh, did a pretty good job picking two solid titles to play this week uh, right before we jump back into playing Asgard's Wrath and Storm. Yeah, and all the good ones, uh, right? Yeah. That's why we're not going to have a Monday show next week because what are we going to say? We're going to say that we played all the best games of the 2019. That's what the 2019 show is for. And uh, trust me, that one's going to be epic. I imagine it's going to probably be longer two shows in than one. the... Uh, the the normal two shows would have been put together anyway yep, right absolutely and uh so let's talk about that then We're, we've talked about our games let's talk about our categories you know again the 2019 show 
January 1st in the early afternoon live premiere. We're going to be giving out all sorts of uh, keys. We've got 30 some keys to give away. Uh, most of them will probably go into the chat somehow. We're not just going to drop all the keys straight up. We'll figure out a way to do it, make it a little more fair. Um, but some of them will, will be in the video as well. And uh, as many keys as we have, we have almost that many categories to give awards uh, uh, give awards for. And, uh, man, I, I'm looking forward to this. The, my favorite part of this is seeing what the community says to these categories, Roots. And uh, even though we've only got four or five that have went in and done it so far, I've really enjoyed seeing what uh, what they think, right? Yeah, it's really cool to see everybody um, voting and then uh, um, being able to put it all together and then put our stuff, uh, our ideas as well, and formulate that uh, those top spots. I, you know, I'm enjoying it already, and uh, you know, we're just starting. Yeah. So let's talk about these categories. Obviously, uh, anybody who watches our show knows we kind of go against the grain here. Uh, it may seem a little weird to somebody who's new here, but we do things a little differently on this, and that's by design. We don't want to give you the same show that everybody else has given you, and our award show is going to be no different. Of course, we've got our, our game of the year. You know, obviously, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to dick around with that too much. It's the game of the year. And uh, generally, this would be an afterthought, but not so much this year, right, Roots? We've got, I bet we could probably come up with 10 solid candidates for Game of the Year this year. Yeah, and that's what I'm starting with, you know. Like, uh, you know, when I go into these games over the next week or um, 10 days, I'm going to start with all the Game of the Year candidates. Um, and this is is the most recent one uh, that I can see to, to date, Stormland, and it's it's high up there. And uh, there would have been a time six months ago if I had played Stormland, I'd say this is, this is it, hands down. Um, it's not. There's just so many good ones out there that legitimately will be in the running, um, and this is just one of them. Yeah, there, I mean, yeah, there's there's five that that there aren't much difference in between and then there's five more from earlier in the year that i feel like are just are, are on that level but just kind of get overlooked because of recency bias and uh you know these newer ones are fresher in our mind so we forget about the no man's skies and you know and so on and so forth uh from way back in the day but um Trover saves the universe, a different kind of game, but a great game, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There's so many good ones. You got uh, even Blood and Truth, you know. It, yeah, there's just there's a lot of different categories uh, or different um games that could be in there and they're not all PC. There's uh several PlayStation ones as well, for sure. Yeah, and that's you know, for the the general game of the year overall, we're at, we're also going to name uh, specifically games of the year for PC, for PlayStation VR, and for Oculus Quest. So, uh, obviously, uh, something like Quest, who would be at a disadvantage in the game of the year category because of uh, their titles being mostly ports or most of them being on Rift. Um, you know, we're going to name the, the game of the year for Quest. 
and it could be any uh, any game that came out this year uh, could get the game of the year for Quest. Uh, same thing with PSVR. Not a lot of exclusives came out this year. Uh, quite a few ports. Uh, but whatever the best game of the year on PSVR was is going to win. And uh, I think what you're looking at here is a pretty pretty strong candidate, if you ask me. Yeah, there's so many good ones. And this is just a testament to, to this year. You know, it, it it's just been a bang-up year. It started out a little, little slow. And uh, I don't think any of us knew this time last year what was coming. No, we had no idea. Even after, I mean, we had an idea that there was potential for this year to be special because we knew the quest was coming since uh, OC5. They announced at OC5 that uh, we were going to get standalone 6.0 VR this year, and people were pretty excited about that. Uh, We didn't know that uh, PC VR was going to get quite the kick that it got from the new headsets and then the new games that followed, and even the new games that are still going to follow in 2020. You know, the trend's just going to continue now, at least for the next year, and uh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, and I think it's going to feed itself, you know, as these really, I mean, we've already seen what has happened just in the last six months with all the amazing games that have been coming out for all these systems, and and we're just just running into uh, amazing game after amazing game, so. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, on the software side, uh, see the trend continuing for another 12 months at the very least. And the way that hardware has been selling this holiday season, uh, you know for every one person that gets a a new headset, that's another 10 people over the next few months that they're going to show theirs to. It's exponential growth. So uh, by the end of 2020... Uh, I'd say that probably three times the number of people that have tried VR now will have tried VR. I I think that that many more people are going to get to see it in some form this year, thanks to the mobility of Quest, thanks to the popularity of the PC VR games, and uh, that's not to even consider the continuing growth of PlayStation VR. Uh, 2020 uh, is... uh, it's going to be another brand new year. Yeah, absolutely. It's just shaping up that way for sure. But uh, as far as the 2019 awards go, obviously game of the year. That's what we're going to work up to in every category. Uh, we've got the Nope Award. It's called the Nope Award because when you put somebody in a in VR and they, they get scared, that something really freaks them out, what do they say? They say, nope, nope, nope. Take that sucker off. (laughs) That's what they do. They say nope, and they take it off. So the nope award, it goes to that game or even just a moment from a game that you felt was really the scariest thing that happened in VR this year. So uh, that's what the nope award's all about. Um, We have an award for the best flat game that got ported into VR, and you're looking at a good one here. Uh, We're calling that the IHOP award. Because obviously it's from a, a pancake game hmm. being brought into VR. Uh, so it's the IHOP Award. Uh, we had a few of them. We had Borderlands 2. We had, uh, what, No Man's Sky we just looked at. Yep. Uh, a couple of uh, good ones. We're also going to recognize uh, the flat games that were modded 
into VR, but obviously we can't include them in the IHOP uh, category because they aren't officially supported. So we're going to call that one the Waffle House Award. Mm. So the uh, the officially supported ones are the IHOP Award, and then the mod ones are the Waffle House Award. Uh, okay, um, the Mel Brooks Award. That's going to be for the best comedy. A lot of funny games come out for VR this year. A couple really, uh, really hilarious. Some of the funniest things I've ever seen. The Bloody Knuckles Award. Most likely to make you break something like I did with my TV earlier this year. Um, the Marco. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was Bruce. just going to say this would be a good one or any melee game really. Um, would be a great game that could be a potential TV breaker. Yeah, Pistol Whip Pistol comes whip. to mind right offhand. Uh, yeah, this one this one turns you around a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, really, just about any of them that that, uh, that that takes advantage of your play space and has melee until you fall, another good one for uh, the Bloody Knuckles Award. So uh, I'm sure everyone has their own experience with this. So we're going to get a lot of different votes uh, for that one. So interesting to see what people are going to think about uh, with the Bloody Knuckles Award. Uh, Marco Polo Award. Marco Polo, a great explorer. A lot of great environments to explore in VR this year, right? Yeah, even that one that we uh, were just talking about, the Ender Presents, man. That's new, just came out. And that, that thing, exploring that world is crazy. Yeah, you know what? I never even considered uh, that, but you're right. This game here is probably up for at least a few nominations, if not to win a few of these awards. Uh, Going to have to put some more time in, in the name of science. Yep, that's right. All right uh, the Dolby Award. Obviously, the Dolby Award would be for 3D audio. Um, I thought about calling it the uh, the THQ Award because, you know, how you go to the movies and they show that THQ thing and it goes all around you. But uh, Dolby, Dolby known for 3D audio, so we called it the Dolby Award. Um, the Crow Award. What do you think the Crow Award is, Roots? Ah, uh, bad singing. The Crow <laughs> is the best soundtrack for a non-rhythm game. Uh, do you know why? Why I called it The Crow? Hmm. The movie The Crow? Do you remember the soundtrack from, from the movie The Crow? How awesome the soundtrack was? Yeah, yeah. That was a- yeah, it had like Nine Inch Nails and Pantera and a bunch of different uh, bands on it. It was really great. Yeah, that movie was actually pretty good. Yeah. So the best soundtrack uh, for a non-rhythm game, obviously, when we're talking about soundtracks here, it wouldn't be fair to include the rhythm games because that's what they're built on. They're built on music. Um, so we're talking about best soundtrack for all of the other games other than the rhythm games. So, um, that's the Crow Award. The Band-Aid Award. Roots, what's the Band-Aid Award? Uh, the Band-Aid Award, actually. Hold on a second. I, I have no idea, dude. It's the best patch. <laughs> the best patch, oh, you know, right. it's the yeah, Band-Aid. Right. <laughs> I should remember right, that so, one. So we got a lot of uh, a lot of great patches this year, um, a lot of well much needed ones too. When you when you start thinking about uh, how No Man's Sky was when it came out, how Aspire One was when it came out, 
uh, some timely patches to those games. Uh, the Wonder Bra Award, related. It's also uh, it's the best ongoing support of a VR game. A few of these, right, that, that got good support year-round roots? Yeah, some of them actually really, like Seeking Dawn, and some of the games, they, they really worked on it. I think that was actually a, an older one, so... Well, well, with these patch, uh, with these patch uh, awards, like uh, with with uh, DLC patches, ongoing support, the game doesn't have to be released in 2019. It just the patch, the the support had to take place this year. Okay. So uh, when it comes to best ongoing support of a VR game, it could be a game like um, I Expect You to Die. That game got a lot of support. Two or three DLCs added into it. Arizona Sunshine got a bunch of DLC this year. So uh, either of those would be great selections for the uh, the Wonder Bra Award. That's going to be a big uh, category then, right? There's a lot of stuff it could be. It's pretty much open. So Yeah. Yeah, we have a few of these categories where, uh, I mean, it's just, it's a testament to what kind of year 2019 was. I mean, uh, there was just so much great stuff that happened this year. Yeah. Um, the Soylent Green Award. Do you remember Soylent Green Roots? Do you remember what the what it was? Uh, people. <laughs> it's people. It's a cookbook. A cookbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Soylent Green Award is for the biggest surprise in a VR game. We've had some plot twists this year. Roots had a few. Yeah, yeah. One of the biggest ones I remember was uh, um, this one here uh you know intruders there's i mean the story was like bam you know like there's a lot of different uh plot twists and uh, i'm excited to talk about it yeah we're, we're actually uh whenever we pick the winner for this uh category sorry guys spoiler alert we're, we're gonna have to talk about what happened and if it's this i don't think we've actually talked on camera about what happens in this game ever have we Mm-mm. we've always went non-spoiler with it yeah yeah we got we we touched on about you know how uh a little bit we don't we hinted at it yeah we hinted and we we said that uh there's some characters in the story that are a little shadier than others so. yeah there's a, a specific moment in this game that jaw-dropping it's like whoa yeah. really actually there's more than one there's a couple of couple different things that happen you're like whoa really yeah the story drove this game it it you know really made you want to go keep going uh because you had to see where it was going so that's good yeah yeah so yeah definitely a a good one uh a good candidate for the soylent green award um the godzilla award roots do you know what the uh the gojira gojira uh you know what that award's for oh yeah my my assumption um before i looked at it was uh uh scale right like it's uh i mean yeah godzilla was so big and uh um again there's so many games out there that that are amazing with scale and uh so that category again is going to be wide open yeah uh, lots of uh of good examples of uh i mean scale i mean i could think of two right offhand that i don't know how i'm going to pick between the two like two great uses of uh scale in difference in perspective you know perspective changes like in golem and in uh asgard's wrath 
uh, how do you pick that man both of them so did such a great job and there's even more i mean there's a lot of a lot of good examples here of uh of developers manipulating scale to uh really create this awesome immersion in these worlds uh man I, it's been a while since i've been in this one but when i think about uh being tiny on that uh table on, on the table next to that blacksmith I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, he's so huge. And then just everything. I mean, even just that, I just got to where I played before was just where that uh, old guy was, the blind guy. And uh, even just the way that when he you became him and he was like, oh, my God, I can see. And thank you, the gods. And it was just, I don't know, man. This game is just, it's its its a good one. It's, it's, it's too good, right? <laughs> yeah, it's too good. I might just play this and say, screw it, and just... Uh, <laughs> yeah. just pick this as the winner for everything yeah. i mean Cross it's a, it's such a diverse game it could probably uh place in half the categories right I, because there's so many different things that happen in this game i'm pretty sure i think main fan may have had like three or four categories for this i know that there's there's some people that have a lot of games that are in multiple categories and that's what's so exciting about this i love to see everybody else's opinions you know i know what i like i know what you like uh, mostly, and, uh, you know, I want to see what everybody else collectively feels is the best game or um, or the best scale. Because, like you said, uh, you know, I've never tried Golem, but from what I hear, the, the scale on this is is next level. So, uh, you know, it'll just be, it's going to be an interesting conversation for sure. Yeah, this, this game is pretty much built on uh, manipulation of scale. It's really cool. All right, uh, so that's the Gojira Award, uh, and then we have the 420 Award. I know you know what that one's going to be, Roots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the one that's going to um to to make my eyes uh, squinty and bloodshot. Right. Yeah. Like the best game to play in Colorado or California or Washington or uh, the Netherlands. Jamaica. Jamaica is a good place. That's where I, I love to play. I would love, I didn't play VR back then, but when I did go to Jamaica, I uh, definitely uh, experienced a little bloodshot eye. So, yeah. Could you imagine having some of this year's VR games to, to uh, zone out into when you were in that altered state? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't have to imagine too much. <laughs> uh, I do. Yeah. Damn well, it. your job. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but I think the times are changing. I heard that some kind of legislation was uh, passed here this past month. So uh, the, things are moving. Maybe we'll get there one day where I can be on level playing ground with you. I'll tell you what, you know, things changed here 10 years ago too and slowly moved to where it's at now. So it's just a slippery slope before everybody's, you know, evilly smoking weed instead of drinking themselves to death. So, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they get the deal done before the McRib gets back. Oh, McRib, dude! I haven't had one of those for a long time. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the Jerry Rice Award. What's the Jerry Rice Award? Oh Rich? man, that's the. Uh, I mean, we all experienced this like uh, ten times. You know, I mean, this would be one game that you could do it with in any game that you're going to look at your hands and say, "Whoa." You know, the best hands, really, I guess, because, you know, everybody knows Jerry Rice arguably has the best hands. Of course, I, I would say that preface this with uh, a 49ers fan 
is the one that chose the name for this. Well, I mean, you could just look in the record. Oh, that's right. Too, that's but, true. Right. That's true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Jerry Rice, best hands. And, you know, a lot of cool looking hands in VR. It's the first thing we look at, right? We all, even like today, when I went into uh, Boiling Steel, what was the first thing I did? I looked at my robot hands, mm. right? And, and when I went into the under, uh, I mean, you don't really have hands at first in the under presents, but they do kind of come into formation before you can even do anything else. You have to get your hands. A lot of uh, beautiful hands, right? Yeah, there's good hands. Actually, and that's one of the things that we've even, you like everybody uses that for different reasons too, because... Like you go in and your first thing is you want to look at uh, the hands to see for graphics, right? And then a lot of it's just uh, just how well they, they, they move and like it does tell you a lot and it's the first thing people see in every video is uh, like Mame Fan said, he does it uh, in his videos to let people know it's VR. So, you know, and that's kind of a good idea, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, Jerry Rice, the Old Shoe Award. So the Old Shoe is for that game that just feels good, Roots. Had a few of those, right? Yeah, this one right here is my favorite so far of, uh, uh, I mean, just the way it feels. Like, that's the thing. Like, even we were, um, Anthony was talking about the Shadow Legends today on his channel, and that would be another good one. It's just like certain games just feel good to play. And I think people discount that. Like you, it's great to look good and things look beautiful and the story is awesome. But if it plays like shit, if it doesn't feel good, like I think it was at Jarillo or somebody finished this game or was getting ready to. And they said they were sad that they weren't going to be playing this game anymore because it feel it's so fun to play. Um, and there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, a great choice, and there's so many other good ones too. Like uh, uh, Blood and Truth, I felt was was really fun to play. It just felt good yeah. to play Blood and Truth. Yeah, and Pistol Whip uh, is another one. Pistol Whip, yeah, absolutely. When you get when you finally get the 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 level down, and you can do it on beat and make it all the way through, dude, it's it's a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's just fun, man. It's just like certain games I just... And I think that's the longe longevity of these games. Like, there's just certain games that you could play them a million times and you're going to want to go back in and play it a million and one times. Um, you know, we were just talking today in Altspace and uh, I think it was Gaming Science Teacher, she was saying about the effect of the manner and she was saying it was cool, but there's no replayability in it. And I think, uh, you know, that's a lot of... Has a lot to do with... Um, a lot of games as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, affected the manner. Uh, a cool thing uh, to put someone in. That that's really the the value when it comes to buying that. It's not very expensive, and it's a good demo. Like anybody could go through that. Even people who have issues with scary stuff, it's not like going to give you a heart attack. There's a few scary parts in it, and it's just mostly creepy. Uh, but yeah, a lot of value in game like uh, Autica, for example, that uh, you could just play that game forever, right? Because it feels so good. Yeah, and I just, I mean, even taking off, I was saying earlier in yesterday's video that I uh, haven't played this for a month almost, and I went back in today and I played, you know, five songs and was 
you know, right back in it. And it was reminded me, I'm like, dude, this is just fun as hell. So fit like an old shoe. Right? Yeah. It's like, a, it was almost like I put on my old shoe and, uh, um, just going back home. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Richard Simmons award, the best game to work up a sweat. Many of the same games we just listed, right? Yeah. Nothing worse than this one. As far as uh, making you sweat and not worse in a good way, because, uh, man, you get moving and that, yeah, that's a, that's a very fitting title. And I'm pretty sure most everybody knows who Richard Simmons is. Um, you know, I was just thinking this just off the fly. I would love to see, um, uh, fan do a, a video of, of a workout game dressed as Richard Simmons. And I think it would get some, <laughs> it would get some good views. I would enjoy it anyway. So. Yeah. I would dig that myself. Uh, <laughs> just thought thinking about it makes me laugh so yeah, yeah. yeah. just thinking about richard simmons period, period makes me laugh yeah because he's such a hilarious human being yeah uh the Ben gay award most likely the game you're most likely to feel the next day again pistol whip a shining example of that right yeah yeah this one is like one of those ones that makes you realize that you have muscles in your legs at least it did for me for i swear it was like three or four uh it, it's it was the combination man i i literally played this for like three and a half hours straight who does squats for three and a half hours like i didn't think about it at all and then the next day i was like why the hell do my legs hurt so bad? And then it dawned on me, oh man, I messed up. I didn't touch this game for almost three or four days. So, yeah, you got to uh, gotta get that footwork going on. Can't squat every time, bro. Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, the Jack of All Trades. This is one of my favorites, Roots. The Jack of All Trades, uh, VR Game Developer of the Year. We call it the Jack of All Trades because generally, these guys can make any game. You know, the ones that we're talking about for the game developer of the year, they, they have a lot of different types of uh, gameplay that they can they can make. Uh, Servios is a good one. Uh, what about our uh, our good friends at Archiact, who uh, who they've they've shown quite a bit of uh, diversity as well, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. There's so many good developers out there, and this is one of the reasons why. Um, this is one of our favorite categories is because our show, um, we really do like to showcase developers. We do really do like to, um, the, the good ones. We, we like to point out, you know, these are the ones you want to go to. And uh, there's a lot of good ones out there this year. Yeah. Fast travel games. After they uh, had such a great port of uh, Apex Construct on the Quest. And, uh, you know, now they've got that game pretty much across all platforms pretty reasonably close in quality you know between psvr pcvr and standalone apex construct looks great and then they uh they did the stolen pets which is a completely different type of game again beautiful across all platforms and then budget cuts too on top of that so uh definitely another candidate great candidate for the jack of all trades because uh, they're doing so many different uh, styles of gameplay as well, right? Yeah, yeah. That's definitely, uh, especially curious. It's, it's, there's so many different types, and I kind of like that. Like, even with Servios, you know, branching out and not 
doing just one type of game. It's it's just amazing. Yeah, Servio's doing zombies and pirates and friggin' robots and everything, man. Yep. All right. From the Jack of All Trades, we're going to go to the Walt Disney Award. Roots, what's the Walt Disney Award? Uh, Walt Disney Award is the uh, best animated experience in a game. And uh, um, there's a lot of those as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you think between experiences and games, uh, I mean, yeah, there's there's a ton. I mean, there's uh, obviously you've got your animated experiences that we tried like um what wolves in the wall really stuck out uh but you also have uh these games like curious tale beautiful animations in it even the under presents here uh definitely a, a really cool looking art style and a lot of uh uh, uh cool looking art in this yeah. animation yeah and you know and there are there's a lot of good uh you know, you mentioned Wolves in the Walls, which uh, is one of my favorites. And uh, there's just a lot of good animated things that came out this year. And uh, it's a great category. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm, another one that I'm glad we're going to have help with, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Walt Disney Award brings us to the Newbie Award. And what the Newbie Award is, is for that title that came out in 2019 that uh, we like to use as a demo for newbies. So what's the best game we got this year to use as a demo? Again, an another category where we got a lot of good examples, right? Right, yeah. And uh, again, another one that I go back to Pistol Whip, and it's just an amazing game that uh, um, to showcase VR. And uh, um, everybody loves shooting, right? Yeah, shooting always great in VR. Wolves in the Wall, another great one. Uh, uh, a Curious Tale, you know, we just mentioned that one. That's another good one to put somebody new in. Um, Ghost Giant, uh, Ghost Giant, a great title for newbies, right? Yep. And and that that's really it's, it's a front runner for the uh, for the animation one as well, right? The Walt Disney Award, great animations in Ghost Giant. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Blood and Truth is a good one as well for uh, for new people. As far as showcase yeah. showcasing um, what a uh, PlayStation VR can do. Yeah, know. and not only that, like the locomotion is like simple in that game because of the nodes. Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, moving on. We've got a few more left here. Uh, the Solid Snake. <laughs> Award. What's the Solid Snake Award? Ah, uh, Solid Snake goes to the uh, best stealth in VR award, and uh, um, again, I, I would say uh, I'm trying to find the the thing for the intruders, but I I felt like that was a really good stealth game. You know, uh, very. Yeah, we had a few. Yeah, it was definitely not. Um, you know, some stealth games are not really stealth games you don't have to hide this is one you have to hide man you you know that again that dude's in your face and these kids they're they're kids man they're not it's not nice so. <laughs> yeah yeah i know right uh the, yeah they were rude man smacking these kids kicking them i mean just <laughs> terrible human beings yeah especially that one skinny little crack the, the skank mm -hmm. <laughs> that little skank skanky looking girl yeah. uh, 
but we also had Aspire One. We had Rogan. We had a few uh, decent stealth games this year. Um, the Waggle Award. What's the Waggle Award? Ah, uh, that's for all the annoying, annoying games that, uh, or I guess the lack of annoying games that you don't have to waggle your sword, right? So it's actually melee, um, yep. best melee. Best melee. What would have been a weak point last year, if we did an award show last year, is actually a strength this year because uh, not only did 2019 was it the year that. Uh, we really turned the corner on uh, high quality AAA experiences, but it also was the year that we started to figure out how to do melee, and we got a handful of great melee games this year. The one you're looking at there, very good, and the Ninja Legends was great as well, right? Yeah, it's just one of those things that before 2019, everything was a waggle. Like you said, it, there was no melee. Uh, this is the year that they finally got melee down. And uh, um, th even Asgard's Wrath, again, you know, arguably one of the best melee that exists in VR, um, right up there with the other ones we just showed. And th this hits almost every category. Uh, so, Yeah, and any of these games that uh, if you don't, uh, if you try to waggle in these games, you're going to get killed because they, they fixed it. They finally fixed it where you can't just go and, and make your way through uh, through these, these melee games. Like Golem. There's no way you can do that in Golem. You'll get, you'll get crushed immediately. You may be able uh, to waggle in Shadow Legend. I can't remember. Um I can't remember. Uh, I, yeah, that was yeah, maybe Shadow Legend. Yeah, but you know that that's a testament because that was early on in the year. And by the time they made it halfway through, almost every game in Melee was was coming out amazing. Just one after another. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agreed. All right. Uh the Mark Twain Award. Best narrative of 2019. Again, some great stories told this year right yeah this is your category man you love stories who doesn't love a story but there's nobody that i know of that uh loves a good vr story more than you yeah we had a lot of good ones i mean like uh you know from the obvious ones like ghost giant and uh uh golem i mean we had defector that was told this year and uh blood and truth was like a freaking movie dude and like Asgard's Wrath, how many stories did they tell in that thing? Yeah. And uh, I mean, I mean, just on and on and on and on, you know. Yeah, there's just so many. Just good, you know. It's uh, it's the longer ones that um chew up my time, like Asgard's Wrath yeah. with the six different stories or whatever. Intruders, what a story they told, right? Yeah, so you know that's the thing is like there's games like that that make me want to finish, you know, like. I don't, I'm, I'm weird, man. I don't believe that every game deserves my time to finish a game just because I started. It doesn't mean I need to finish it. You know what I mean? Like if I turn on a, right. a movie tonight and it's shit, I'm not going to watch the whole movie. I'm just not going to. None of those people that might feel like they have to. Um, but if a, if a game makes me finish it, it was a good game uh, because it make, you know, it's, it was compelling enough to, 
to keep me going. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. When we when you play as many games as we play, obviously we can't we can't just uh, 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 the games aren't entitled to our time. You know, we we're we're checking them out, trying to help promote VR, try to tell you people, uh, our our friends, what's good, what to buy, and what not to buy. But uh, yeah, yeah, especially when it comes to story driven games. You've got a you've got that initial two or three hours to hook us if you want us to see it through, and uh, Intruder is a good example of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Especially like you said, the twist. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. All right. Uh, coming down toward the bottom of the list, uh, we got five more. First, we have the game changer, the game that's most likely to have a lasting impact on the platform as a whole and this is uh this is a a funny category because it depends on how you look at it because uh we have these rhythm games that have blown up that are very popular and now you see they're already having an impact like blood and truth is trying to be a rhythm game now because they've had such an impact but then you have the asgard's wrath which uh, you know, has the Asgard's effect. Now there's these new standards that everyone has to live up to, you know. And then and then what about Boneworks, Roots? Oh, yeah. Boneworks is the physics on it. We've even said that it's going to change everything. Like, from this point forward, at some point, uh, they're going to try to make it feel more um, realistic, you know. If they can pin everything perfectly, I just think it's going to, it's it's next level physics-wise. Yeah, that that's it. It, you know, there may never be another game that do, does it quite like Boneworks, and that may not be a bad thing. It may be a good thing, but uh, it's on the radar now, right? Right. That whether or not people think that Boneworks did it right or they did it wrong, now it's something that people are going to try to do, and they're going to learn from Boneworks' mistakes. They're going to learn from what they did right, and uh, I like it or hate it boneworks and even to a larger extent half-life alex are going to have a lasting impact on the way vr games are made going forward yeah yeah each game it's just like everything else it you know gets better and better so and then you know when you talk about stormland i mean so many things this game did great that uh uh you know people are going to be trying to copy obviously yeah i think what stormland uh, did what, right was it just went deeper into the gameplay and uh a lot of gameplay and a lot of games is shallow and this is you know just a lot more deeper in in, in the, the things you can do so. yeah well this is one of those old shoe games it just feels good to play yeah because it's it's all about the the locomotion and the movement in this game you know getting around this world is the fun part you know yeah absolutely all right, so that brings us to the Party Time Award. It's Party Time Roots. Party Time Award is the best multiplayer game. Again, so many great games to uh, to look at here. I mean, we have co-op, we have versus, uh, a lot of great multiplayer games, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have any any good scenes here, though, for some reason. But, yeah, there's... Well, we don't have to do scenes for every uh, 
every category, but like say death lap, you know, I had a lot of fun playing death lap. Um, touring carts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Touring carts. Another good one. Another good versus. Uh, we had some fun in co-op this year too, though, right? Yeah. What did we play? Uh, uh, yeah, we, uh, we actually played quite a few games, right? Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm they're all I'm, I'm sure they're yeah, <laughs> drawing a blank, drawing a blank right? right? Just like I am. Um, Stormlands, it, we're watching, we're looking at freaking Stormlands right now, right? Yeah, yeah, this one is actually um really good, even though the, I played with Driven by and I couldn't hear him, so we didn't get to talk, but uh, yeah, this is a very good game for uh, multiplayer. Yeah, th there's tons of it. There, there's, um, I mean, some people would argue, uh, Asgard's Wrath with the asynchronous multiplayer uh yeah, yeah no asynchronous we're 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 outlawing asynchronous multiplayer votes um well if you want but, to put them uh, down i'll i'll be interested to look at them but they're not going to make <laughs> it but it'd be interesting to see what people think but yeah let us know like we're drawing blanks obviously there's a lot of good co-op games out there so yeah yeah we're it's just getting light here and we're we're, we're at the end of a very long list yep uh but uh, yeah, lo lots of great multiplayer games come out this year. Um, best, Windlands Two. Did that come out this year? Uh it did, didn't it? Yeah, because we yeah. all four of us played it together. That it. How the hell did we miss that one, man? That was yeah, the that best. That was a fun one. That right? was one of my most fun times I've played in uh, in VR. Um, you know. What shines about that is there's not many good games like that that you can play with three other players. You know, they a lot do one player, sometimes two, but not three. Um, and that was cool. Yeah, it was great. Um, the Lee Van Cleef Award. And the Lee, Glam, the Lee Van Cleef Award's going to the best shooter. And... Uh, <laughs> How many great shooters did we get in VR this year? Yeah, there's a lot of good shooters. There's, I mean, uh, and I guess that would I would include anything that's got a gun, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You could technically in say including Autica, including Pistol Whip, including Stormlands. Blood and Truth was friggin' outstanding. Anything that that uh, that the main uh, the main mode of combat was shooting is a shooter. Yeah. Rhythm shooters, action shooters, uh all shooters. What was the best shooter in VR this year? That's right there. I'm just kidding. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. 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 Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Maybe it was. Yeah. What do you think Lee Van Cleef would say about that? Uh, he'd say you're full shit roots. This ain't the best shooter at all. This is a freaking music game. But he'd uh, say he'd say Borderlands too, is what he would say. Yeah. Yeah, he would have to. So, yeah. Uh, the Bob Ross Award for best graphics and artwork in a VR game. Uh, have we ever had another year with more beautiful games than we had this year? No, man. And and again, uh, this is why Asgard's Wrath will be probably in everybody's list in in almost every category. Beautiful game. Uh. Stormland, beautiful game. You know, Blood and Truth, amazingly beautiful game, especially on the pro. Uh, you know, even Autica looks beautiful. I was just marveling yeah. at how beautiful that thing is. So a lot of things could fall into it. Uh, you know, pretty much could be just about anything, really. Even like the indie games stepped up their game this year. Like, 
I mean, obviously they're not going to win the Bob Ross Award, but but games like Boiling Steel look a lot better than they would have a year ago. Like Hell Split Arena, how good did Hell Split Arena look like when we were in there? Even Rogan looked awesome when we played yeah. it. You know, yeah, it's very getting to the point now where you can rely on the graphics. Um, it's the gameplay that really needs to be worked on, and the the content. You know, if you look at the top games like Asgard's Wrath, Stormland, you know, there's just tons of content, and uh, it's all AAA. And uh, there's a lot of lot of good competition that came out with uh, in this year. So, yeah, Star Wars. I mean, this freaking Star Wars was was awesome looking, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, that brings us to our last category. <sighs> About out of breath, man. Yeah, there's a so lot on there, them. right? Man, this is going to be a show. This is going to be the show of shows, right? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the the Carl Marx Award, Roots. Do you remember what the Carl Marx Award was for? Uh, the Carl Marx Award is for all the uh, the free, the best free, I guess, the best free uh, software out there. And that could include, um, I mean, software, right? That could even be like a, a big screen type of thing. Or I don't think that came out this year. I don't know. But, uh, and Nothing's free, Roots. Some, somebody always has to pay for it, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Although, I'll tell you what, something that was free for Roots this week that I didn't know I wasn't supposed to get for free was uh, Final... Was, was, uh, oh, damn, I always forget of that that, that uh, RTS game, Final Approach, or not Final Approach. Oh, yeah, Final Assault. Yeah, Final Assault. Yeah, well, I guess it was free one day, and I grabbed it, and then I found out they were, it wasn't supposed to be free. It was supposed to be discounted. So uh, a lot of people got that game for free, and that was kind of cool. Oh, well, that was an accident. That happens a lot on on Oculus. Now I never thought of, of it ever being an accident, but every now and then Oculus will just give a game away for free. Yeah, I saw it. I jumped on it, um, and uh, apparently in Anthony's uh, show's chat today, they I think it was Fluke Rogi or somebody told me that it was supposed to be uh, or discounted, not free. I I guess. Well. They shouldn't lose any sleep over it, and I'll tell you why. Nobody picked up that game that would have bought it anyway. None of us are going to play it. We just have it in our libraries. I'd say that there may be five people that actually install it. Not to say that it's a bad game. It's just who? not very many people play those RTS games. I don't. No, it's a good anyway. one. No, it is really good. Um, very strategic, if I can freaking speak. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it looks okay. If I was going to play that kind of game, I'd play that one. Uh, but, uh, dude, I got Asgard's wrath. I got to check out. Yeah. You're not worried about, I could play Asgard's wrath every day till February and still not beat it. I am. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think a lot of people beat it in like three sittings, right? No, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, those people are called sick. Yeah. They have mental issues. <laughs> like they they can roll off these big, you know, five, six, seven hours gaming sessions. I can't do that, dude. I gotta have a break. Two hours. I gotta have a break, bro. You know, maybe I can go three if I'm really hooked. But uh, that's my limit, dude. You just gotta get to that point where you just need to stop. You know, take a break. So. Yeah. If I mean, if you really want to keep gaming, then, you know, cross to the other side and play a flat game for a little bit and come back, you know? 
Yeah, I'm not going to do I that. feel dirty for saying that, that, that but yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's going to wrap our awards categories for the 2019 show Roots. It's shaping up to be a party befitting the year that we had, right? Right, absolutely. And uh what better things to uh do at a party than give away free games? So I'm kind of excited to do that too. And these are all good games, man. We have a lot of good developers that have um, put forward keys. And uh, like, I even think Deathlap is in there. And I mean, there's just, yeah. uh, there's, there's good games in there. It's not a bunch of garbage. So I'm psyched. To- yeah. We've we got uh, Deathlap. A lot of the games we talked about intruders, uh, you know, curious tales, apex constructs, evasion, uh, got a bunch of Bridge Arizona crew. sunshines. Uh, we've got all kinds of games, dude. Games and games and games and games. Killing Floor Incursion and uh, Bridge Crew. You said Bridge Crew, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just tons, tons of games. And uh, even some lesser known ones. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think. Well, we got one for Ethereum, I think. Uh, I don't know. We got a lot. I can't remember all the games we got. We got a lot. And, um, yeah, we just want to give back to you guys. Thank you for for watching the show and helping us grow this this year and helping us get the word out and uh, helping us celebrate this awesome, awesome year. So, uh, again, the first day of, two, of 2020, we're going to say goodbye to 2019. Try not to get too trashed on New Year's Eve. Uh, and uh, we'll give you a little bit of time, let you uh, let you uh, get a couple of uh, cups of coffee in you, and then we expect you all to converge on YouTube and meet us in the chat. And we're uh, what we did just now is just kind of a warm up. We're going to really get into these categories and discuss the serious contenders and uh, pick the winners. And uh, you know, we'll probably even talk about some other, like some of the bigger news stories that came out of 2019. I mean, crap, man, we could do a whole episode on hardware from 2019, right? Yeah, there's so much. Yeah, this year's been the year for VR, in my opinion. This was the uh, yeah. pivotal moment where VR um, started to make its move. We could do a we could do a show like an hour long show on the headsets that died in 2019. Oh, God. Star VR, where the hell did you go, bud? Yeah, it just disappeared, <laughs> right? Yeah, remember uh, HP Reverb? Everybody was all excited about that. Blew it, blew it, completely blew it, right? Yeah, and Vive just made some moves that were uh, very questionable. questionable. Yeah, that should have been a 2020 headset, bro. Which even, you know, I'm starting to think now, even if Cosmos had come out in 2020, still probably be the same. They're not fixing it. It's been months now. It's still the same. It's not getting better. That scares me. Yeah, that is weird, right? I don't know. I've lost a lot of uh, faith. I mean, I already didn't have much in HTC, but um, I just would be very, very sketched. And I'm very surprised every time I see somebody's Reddit post starting out with, so I bought a uh, Vive Cosmos, and I'm already thinking, no, <laughs> no. So. Talk about most likely to break something. Yeah. <laughs> Those things, man, you knock your kid out. You know, the kid comes across the floor at the wrong time. You're playing pistol whip <laughs> with those Cosmos controllers. Oh, my God. 
Can you imagine playing at night and somebody driving by your house? It looked like Watergate. Yeah, if their batteries aren't flashlights, if they're not dead, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, brother! All right. So again, uh, the uh, Virtual Strangers forty, the Monday Show number twenty. Those are going to get pushed into uh, into twenty twenty. Next week, the only episode. Coming on Wednesday, January 1st, sometime in the early afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and that will be the 2019 show. Please help get the word out. Uh, take it to Reddit. Take it to your friends. Uh, there are loads of new people coming into VR right now. And we've got loads of games to give away. So so bring them all in and uh, let's share. You know, you guys may all have super hot. But there's a lot of people right now that don't have super hot. And I guarantee you, even if you do have super hot and have bridge crew, we've got other newer stuff that we're giving away that you don't have yet. So uh, be sure to come, bring your friends, bring your family, tell your dog, tell your pastor at church, <laughs> tell uh, the mailman, tell your local exterminator, right? Rich? That's right. Yeah. Let them know, man. Let them know you need uh, to come to this award show. So. All right. Anyway, so if you have liked this video, you know what to do. Do that right there. Click the red button if you're new to the channel and the bell if you want to keep up with all of our content here on the Virtual Strangers channel. So with that said, uh, we'd like to thank you friends for watching. And for Roots, I'm Wes. We'll see you in about 10-ish days or so. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Have a Merry Christmas. Yep. Take it easy. Happy holidays.